The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. All right, it's time for hour number three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Starting it off with our guy, Vol Storm, on the Iris Networks hotline. Storm, good morning. That was, without a doubt, the loudest, most electric environment I've ever seen at TBA. Wow. And you've been going to games there since the the, the building was built. That's right. That's right. I I just missed, uh, (laughs) literally, since the building's been built. Well, well, I I was going to say you've been going to games since the the 60s. But... I mean, I guess they were playing games in in Stokely back in the '60s, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. I wouldn't know. I wasn't born then. Do you remember who the first game was played at? I was told that you were at the first game ever played in Stokely. Uh, yeah, Ben, you can kiss it. <laughs> Seriously, but I I will say this. I will give you credit for this. That hype man has to be the most annoying person, <laughs> and I sat around a bunch of Auburn fans. V. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. All right, now. All right, we got to do walked, it again. It wasn't good enough. I, I like, walked in there right when, uh, right when he was on the floor, and I immediately texted Ben and said, give me a V. <laughs> <laughs> I like DJ AWOL, man. It's hilarious. I do see why folks, you know, get annoyed, but. He's doing his job. That, and that, um, that one kid that one kid that was uh he was doing the basketball shoot around. I, I was like, if he was yelling in my ear while I was trying to make shots, I'd beat him with the microphone. It's not necessarily him, it's that they turn him up too loud and the speakers suck. Oh god. You gotta be loud. You gotta be loud. Get everybody up. He's on a microphone, you don't have to yell into it. You know, I, I think I'm on the list of annoying fans. I think uh, I have a new category, and that's Auburn basketball fans. Because they act like they've been playing uh, basketball for decades, and they've only been playing since uh, they got our slappy second coach. Correct. They are annoying. And shout out to Tennessee Basketball's Twitter account, <laughs> because they, they had some, some great trolls for Auburn Twitter. We, we've talked for several weeks now how Auburn Twitter likes to – take over the the mentions of the opposing team's final score graphic when Auburn wins. But they were unable to do so this weekend, and Tennessee basketball had some great ammo, great ammunition for for Auburn basketball Twitter. They could have just looked to the Pearl family to get ammunition. (laughs) No comment. I mean, yeah, y'all started it. I mean, did, did they think the city of Knoxville owes them something? Yes. I guess. We owe you a damn thing. You you are now the enemy. I'm sorry. When Kondo went to Missouri, Kondo was the enemy. When Pearl went to Auburn, Pearl became the enemy. Period. When Kiffin went to Ole Miss, when Kiffin went to Alabama, Kiffin was the enemy. Unless your name is D.R. Vall. <laughs> Unless your name is D.R. Vall with your uh, homemade t-shirt. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But it was, uh, I, I tell you what, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere. It was a great win. Uh, Dell Ellis come out looking like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> what, Say it again. When I, when I first saw him, before he was on the floor, he, he walked over by the media section. I said, is that Samuel L. Jackson? That's the first That's time I'd ever seen Dell Ellis in person. So I was like, is that Samuel L. Jackson? Why is he here? I- but then he didn't, wasn't cussing. So before, but I, I, I had a, a buddy of mine turn to me and say the same thing. He goes, "Is that Samuel Jackson?" Uh, I bet, I bet he can still give uh, give you buckets right now. It is a he still got that jump shot, pure stroke. Oh, it was cool definitely. to see all the the former Vols across multiple sport, sports in the in the building during the Bruce Pearl era. JP Prince was one of my favorite players. Bang up, yeah. bang up, bang up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. What? Former Vols? Yeah, former Vols in multiple sports. How do you want to, to me to refer to them? Get together, man. No, you, you quit being emotional. They did Jalen Reed's Maven dirty. You need to be more frustrated with Tennessee. They they said, uh, I think they said VFL, Jalen Reed's Maven, and, and they said VFL and current Kansas City Chief Trey Smith. They, they said even, Detroit Lions. They did? No, I, no, I don't they, they said he was a Detroit, Detroit Lions. Oh, they did? They I did. missed that. They did. They I was, did. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. oh, they did JRM dirty. I mean, they he, should though, he plays but... for the Lions. So. But uh, J.P. Prince was one of my favorite players during the Bruce Pearl era. He, he might have been my probably my second favorite after Chris Lofton. And J.P. Prince was right there in front of me Him with uh, Juwan, right mm-hmm. there in front of the media section when they were talking to Rob Lewis. That was cool to see. Yep, yep. There's a yeah, rumor going around that they were cheering for Auburn, which was completely untrue. I, I watched them. They were stressing out like the rest of us after Josiah had that foul uh, for the four-point play. They were cheering on Tennessee. Well, they, you, you knew Auburn was, wasn't was going to do very well when Tennessee was just getting, especially in that first half, was getting rebound after rebound after rebound after rebound and just basically telling Auburn, you're not coming here and doing a damn thing. I love it, man. I, I, I love how we, we bowled up and was physical. Uh, we got the game replaying right now in the studio, and that drive from Vescovi that was not called, Vescovi that was not called a foul when Cardwell knocked him out of the air. We got destroyed. And then, Oh, my God. How does that kid not get a suspension? Yeah, that's targeting in football. Yes. That was, that, that was almost as bad as the, uh, the Clemson and Duke one. It really no, I mean, no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't that one. It was pretty bad. Well, I'm the layup, the layup, it. the layup where of the possession, Jonas. Yeah, you're you're thinking oh, of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. what Katie Kennedy. Johnson did to Kennedy. It, that wasn't yeah. even as bad. It, it wasn't even like when you he go got a ball. Yeah, he it actually probably should not have been a foul. Yeah, it wasn't even a foul. I it was it was a hard foul. Well, it wasn't a foul. He got ball first, and then he did take out Kennedy. Mm. Well, I mean, Kennedy not falling like that into the front row on his own. He had to have some help uh-uh. to get there. His hand hit the rim. That's what made all the noise, but I mean, Kennedy did hit the ball. He he, he he hit the ball, but he also hit Kennedy. He hit the ball first, and probably should have been a block. But he did also take Kennedy out after he got the the ball. Yeah, it was it was never. But a it wasn't a dirty one. It wasn't a dirty play. No, it was. It looked dirty like in the moment, but kind of when you go back and you see the replay, it, it was actually a great hustle play to get back and and commit a hard oh, foul, okay. and it was actually good. But the one Swain is referencing was in the first half. When Santi was going for a layup and oh. was it Cardwell? They Cardwell just laid huh? him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
okay. It was terrible. It was a terrible call. I don't understand how. Like, there were no calls. Yes. Well, I don't know what was worse, that one or when Jonas Adu was coming off the – he was slipping towards the basket on, on the pick and roll, and the Auburn player, I think it was Cardwell again, yeah. and grabbed him by the shoulder and, and neck and prevented him from continuing to run. Yeah, I don't know which one's like worse. Like, in football, that's defensive pass interference. Yeah, I don't know which one's worse. Look more like um, horse collar. That's exactly what it was. It was a horse collar. Uh, Jimmy Dyke said so God. on the broadcast. But he said the Viscovi uh, play wasn't a foul. Good job not calling that foul. Dude, that was a foul. Uh-huh. Carwell wasn't even vertical. He had his hands, you know, his hands wasn't straight up. You can you can get fouls called on you uh, when when you go body to body and knock a dude out of the air. Guys, before I go, they may not be the tie, but they're still bammers. So back to the trailer park. See you, boys. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, at least at least Tuscaloosa's are like a real city. Auburn's just a town. Auburn's significantly better than Tuscaloosa. I, I know where we hate Auburn at the moment, but let's not pretend like it, it's it's worse than Tuscaloosa. That that's just straight up line. Well, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you know, one's a city, the other one's a town. That's all I said, Ben. Is that's Tuscaloosa it. really a city? It's a city. It's, it is a city. When I went to Auburn, it felt the same as Tuscaloosa. T. Diddy says, thoroughly enjoy Eros getting in Smith's head, causing the tech. Man, Smith was talking trash all game long. And listen, hey, whatever gets you going, Kevin Garnett, that's what got him going. Jordan, that's what got him going. Jordan wasn't, wasn't a trash talker like Garnett, but, hey, man, whatever gets you going. And Jabbar Smith is, he's a baller, man. He's a stud. And um, he was talking all day long. I'm surprised he only got one tech. I'm surprised nobody on our team got a tech because, um, Ziegler was 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 talking to him. He was sneaky. He he is sneaky talker. I bet he never got in trouble in school for, for talking while the teacher was talking. He didn't get caught one time talking trash. And he was talking trash the whole the whole time, which you know I always like. Let's go to the phones. We've got a Dr. Vol. Dr. Vol. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How are my friends Jason and Justin doing? Great, great, doing awesome. Who is who is Jason and Justin? I mean, you're Jason, and then uh, it, as hard as it was to get through, uh, Ben had strong Justin Powell vibes. I called his number, and he just wouldn't answer the call. Phone wasn't ringing. Dang. So, seems like uh, you need to find some service there in I'll Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, I'll send you a screenshot. I, I called multiple times, and I felt like I could get through to Greg Sankey during our game. Well, well Big Shot Rob has the same issue every now and then. It's because neither one of y'all have service when y'all are trying in, in that moment. Sway was looking at the phones, too. Nothing was lighting up other than Volstorm being on the line. See, I thought Volstorm was the problem, honestly. So that's where it went. Well, he see, was on the line, I thought. No, nor, normally he is, but when Tennessee plays Auburn or Ole Miss in, in any type of athletic event, you are the problem. I would believe that. I was at the Ole Miss game, and we blew it. Well, I was talking about your, your love affair with Bruce and Lane and how much you love them over Rick and Josh. Uh, well, you know, I've said it multiple times. I'm a huge Bruce fan, but when Bruce plays my team, my team comes first. Auburn? No, nah, Ben. It's uh, my team's the balls. What do you think? What you think about um, Bruce Pearl's family member commenting on a few Tennessee fans from the game? 
say that again. I'm sorry. So what do you think about what do you think about Bruce's family member commenting on a few Tennessee fans from the game? Well, it just goes along with anything else. Like you know, one Tennessee fan does something, and the whole fan base gets labeled. I, I, from accounts I've read, it sounds like she was having a good time herself and giving a good statement. Yep. Well, she was right in front of me. Oh, really? Not right in front of me, but she was like in my vision because she sat right next to the Auburn bench, and that's the side of the floor that the 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 media sits on, and you're right behind. Yeah, I, I see mean, it right now. It, it, I didn't see anybody come up to her and, and she actually walked in front of me several times to go to to the bathroom that is behind the media section and i not one time did i see a, a a tennessee fan come up to her or or act funky towards her and i recognize that it could have happened why i did not see it but i she was the center of attention it, it seemed like making a bunch of noise and, and cheering and whatnot and i, I never once saw Tennessee fan come up to her. Here, here's my or here's, funky towards her. Here's my issue. So she tweeted out at 1029 on um, Saturday night. I'm not going to say much about the game because I won't take anything away from Tennessee and how they play. But what I experienced today from quote ball fans was abhorrent. I expected more from a place we gave our lives to and a place I once loved. I once loved. She doesn't love it anymore, I guess. And she gave her life to, to, to Knoxville. Okay. Well, okay. Hang the banner. So, here's my thing. She admitted there was only a few. There's twenty thousand people in the arena. It's an away game. It's versus Bruce Pearl. And she's going to Twitter, tweeting about, what, a one, two, three, four, like maybe that? You know what type of reaction that was going to get. Bingo. You knew what type of reaction that was going to get. Tweets and retweets. retweets. It was for the clout. It was for the tweets and the retweets. It was a way to say, man, my my dad's team got beat, so let me – let me, let me find a way to throw a little bit of a shade. You know that when you go on the road in the SEC, there's going to be a few folks that go outside of the line. But that does not speak for the entire fan base. You can go to anywhere in the country, and the same thing is going to happen. It's not a reason to go to Twitter. And if it was so bad, and I hate doing this because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Stephen Pearl fan. I'm a Bruce fan. I had good experiences with them. I've never met Jackie. But – if it was so bad, why'd you come back the next day? Because I was at the Lady Vols game. I was at Lady Vols game getting my kids some popcorn and some concession stands, and she walked right past me. And I was like, well, if it was that bad, then why'd you come back? Why'd you come back? If it was that bad, why come back? She was back the next day. She walked right past me. I had to do a double take. It's like, wait, wait, what? I love irony. <laughs> yeah, I love man. Irony. You would have loved that, man. You would love that that hypocrisy. I mean, if it's that bad, then why come back? So yeah, you probably got treated bad and and by you know a few people, and I hate that. I don't want anybody to experience that. But it's not a reason to go to Twitter to try to make this whole fan base look bad. Look, all I know is she was laughing and cutting up and yelling and shouting while 
while Auburn was going up double digits, but then all of a sudden, all is well or or, or all is bad when, when Tennessee starts making its run. And she didn't mention anything about all the people that came up to her showing her love because that's Correct. all I saw. Yep, me too. I saw, I saw, you know, I won't mention names, but I saw a bunch of people coming up showing her tons of love, tons of love. So her tweet does not match what I saw. And if she was treated that way by a few, I can guarantee you she received more love than the hate that she got from what I saw. Yes. And like I said, I recognize that something could have happened that I am unaware of and and did not see. But all I I saw was nothing but good. That's all I saw, man. Her her rooting for Auburn and her dad the way that she should and and – the old Tennessee folks that she knows showing her love. That That's what I saw. Well, Swain said it. It's for the clout. If she is a victim, she gets the clout. And then you get you get a snowball effect. You go to those comments. It's, oh, Tennessee fans are the worst. You know, they're classless. They suck. And I can't wait for the sit-down uh, article with David Ubbin that she's going to have an athletic about how harmful the ball fans were. Pisses me off, guys. I understand. I hate that. how it's labeled like that. I, could, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, stuff like that is what really irks me. No, I'm with you. But, guys, I, I, I will say this. I am. It's amazing how the season turned around. I was It's kind of hopeless to me and foreign to watch the beginning of the year, and it seems like we're peaking at the right time. I really feel if we don't have too big of a scoring drought and we don't have former players talking trash to none, that we may have a chance to, this March. Y'all have a good day. See you, man. Got to watch those former Vols talking former trash. Players. Former Vols former talking players. trash. Same thing. No, it's not. You are a former Vol, whether you want to admit it or not. No, you, you, you're in denial. <laughs> no, you are in denial. No. Your playing days are over. No. I'm not a former Vol. I'm a Vol forever. You, you've transitioned to, to, to the afterlife. I'm a former a- athlete. You are a VFL. That's right. I'm a Vol for life. That's right. You got it, Ben. I mean, how about... um? One fly we all fly with Zakai Ziegler. What was Auburn trying to do? I think they were trying to copy one fly we all fly. It looked like they tried to do it. It didn't look it, – it looked very, very messy. I did not see this. Undisciplined. Oh, yeah, Auburn did it too. It was undisciplined. Well, Zakai like, missed the first dunk. So we need still, better. But one everybody fly, jumped. We all fly discipline from Every, Everyone jumped, though. Everyone jumped. Auburn, they had like a few dudes jump, a few other dudes wasn't even paying attention. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to steal one fly, we all fly, which was created by Tennessee a couple years ago, at least do it right. Zakai has a reason to miss a dunk. He's five, he's five nine. Dang it, he's five nine. But the fact that he got up and did it again, whew, boy, athletic with the hang time, looking like Spud Webb out there. Tony Vitello's favorite player. I love that, man. Scott didn't even know who he was. So those gold shoes are on StockX right now for $117. And, uh, what about the pants? I don't know about the pants, man. I wouldn't pay attention to the pants. The females on pretty, Twitter pretty was paying attention to the pants. I was paying attention to the shoes. Shoes got my attention. Poor Walker Kester, man. Couldn't, couldn't get it going. That was a beast move right there. She got to take it right there. 
He he his, was talking mess to Zakai all game. No, his yeah, his his put back and then he looked down at him. I know he said You too little little boy. Little A blank. I, I read his lips. I read his lips. Right here. Should be in text. Clear. Look at Pat Adam. What are you doing, Pat? You can read his lips from there. I was sitting over there, Ben. You you read his lips from halfway across the arena? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. You, you've got like 60-60 vision. I can see, man. That's why I caught the ball like I did. Got to see to catch it. So I saw it. I saw it. I won't mention. I won't repeat what he said. But like. I think you should repeat He was it. talking. He was talking more than anybody else on the court. But Pat Adams is right there. The other guy called a tech and he was he was right there. What's crazy about the Jabari Smith tech against Euros, they're at the same eye level. So you can say something and, and, and it may not look like you're talking to him. Dude, Jabari is looking down at Zakai while he's talking. It is apparent that he's talking trash. And Pat Adams is right there. He didn't, you know, he didn't say anything. But that doesn't bother me. I, I like that type of basketball. I was say, I kind of like it. I want, yeah, I want I, Tessie to do that. Yeah, it don't bother me <laughs> one bit. You know, it, 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 I like it. And Zakai was giving it back. He just didn't get caught. Yeah, exactly. Our three continues after this. You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. 
Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Time for a round of the SEC this morning, 865-255-03. Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Okay, Ben, what do we have for around the SEC? Uh, real quick before we mention some football notes. Oh. The scores from Saturday around the league outside of Tennessee. Florida beat Georgia 84-72, to and that was actually pretty comical because Florida's Philandris Fleming. Again, he plays for Florida, but he's from Athens, Georgia. And against one of the worst teams in the country, his hometown team, he absolutely went off. He had like 27 points, and it was just pretty funny to watch uh, a bad Georgia basketball team get dunked on by a Athens native. That was hilarious. Love it. Uh, Mississippi State beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Deep, Ben, went down deep for that one. That's what she said. Uh, 74 to 69. Nice. 
Uh, Arkansas beat Kentucky 75-73. Ty Ty Washington and Severe Willard did play. No. Uh, Texas A&M beat Ole Miss 76-66. Tennessee beat Auburn and the Pearl family 67-62. Hold this L, Bruce. Hold this L, Steven. And hold this L, Jack. Put the L in your, in your first name. Does she have an L in her first name? I don't know she spells Jack kind of weird, but uh, no, no, hold it anyway. You can't spell Pearl without this L, baby. That is true. Uh, Alabama destroyed South Carolina. It's just be Pear. <laughs> wouldn't it be? Yeah, it would be Pear. forgot about the R. I was going to say, wouldn't it be, be P? But I forgot the R. Uh, the Pearls were not pushing P. That is for sure. Uh, Carolina had won four straight until they got destroyed by Alabama in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Alabama won 90-71. LSU beat Missouri by 20, 75-55. And Swain, guess what uh, old Conzo Martin's opening statement was to the media after the game? Hands! Uh, no. Oh. It was nothing. Sta- did he say, make a statement? No, it wasn't that either. It was that... This is what it was. That was a nice win for LSU. I'll take questions now. What else are you going to say? That is absolutely true. So the SEC standings following Saturday's action looks like Auburn is still in first place at 13-3. and three, But then you have a three-way tie for second, third, and fourth. And Arkansas owns the tiebreaker. I don't know how, but they do. So, technically, Arkansas is in second. Tennessee technically in third because Tennessee owns the tiebreaker with Kentucky. But all three of those teams are 12-4. and four. And just to say it easily, uh, tied for second, third and fourth. Uh, Alabama is in fifth at 9-7. and seven. LSU, Florida, South Carolina, and Mississippi State are all 8-8. Eight and eight. A&M is 7-9. Vanderbilt is 6-10. And then Missouri and Ole Miss are four and twelve, and Georgia is in last place at one and fifteen. What happens if uh, Tennessee beats Arkansas with the standings? I don't know because we Kentucky and Auburn, kind of what they do, that that will matter as well. Okay. Uh, I I don't know all the different circumstances and what could happen and, and couldn't happen, but. I know this. There is a possibility that Tennessee is playing for a share of the regular season SEC title on Saturday against Arkansas. And I believe in order for that to happen, they need Auburn to lose to Mississippi State on Wednesday night in Starkville. Okay. okay. So 9 p.m. Eastern tip, Auburn, Mississippi State. I believe that is what needs to happen. Uh, and then obviously Kentucky and and would need to lose at some point, and uh, Arkansas would – Tennessee would need to beat Arkansas on, on Saturday. Ole Miss, Ole Miss uh, plays Kentucky on Tuesday. That's a win for Kentucky? Yep, at home. So, uh, excuse me, Kentucky's at home. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, I have three quick football notes for you. Okay. Or actually two, and then I have an SEC for what – uh, Ex-Florida defensive coordinator Todd Grantham has a new job. He's going to be an analyst at Alabama. I'm surprised. 
Yes, he is expected to start work in Tuscaloosa this week. And then the other thing that I've got for you is that the University of Kentucky has found its new offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. And that is 49ers quarterbacks coach Rich Scangarella. Uh, According to Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network, uh, Rich Scangarello is a widely respected quarterback developer. Like he developed Garoppolo. Oops. Oops. Oops, oops, oops. So not not a whole lot of uh, football news over the weekend. Uh, do want to point out that this upcoming weekend is going to be massive, absolutely massive this weekend in Tennessee athletics. Uh, why, why so, Ben? You, you've got Tennessee basketball playing Arkansas, and who knows what is going to be on the line. And, oh, by the way, Tennessee did, with the win over Auburn, secure a double bye in the SEC tournament. Let's go. So, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, those are your four teams with a double bye in the SEC tournament that will take place in Tampa, Florida next week. For what? Uh, yeah, for what? Big time for what? Um, so, Tennessee's playing Arkansas on Saturday, and if some things go Tennessee's way in the middle of the week and Tennessee takes care of business against Georgia, could be playing for a share of the regular season SEC title. And, and even aside from that, Tennessee-Arkansas is going to be absolutely unbelievable. Checkering yes. TBA. Yes. It's going to be sold out. What color are you wearing? Senior day. I won't be there. I will not be there. And I will not be there because I will be in Houston, Texas to, to watch the Diamond Vols play in the – Shriners Classic. They're playing at Minute Maid Park. They played number one Texas on Friday. They played Baylor on Saturday. They play Oklahoma on Sunday. So I'll be out there covering that. Do you hate that I'm going to miss the basketball game? I wish it could have been like Vanderbilt or Ole Miss that Tennessee was playing. But I'll be watching from afar, obviously. But uh, you, you've got the basketball game. You've got a huge weekend for Tennessee baseball. We'll, we'll truly learn a lot about Tennessee baseball this weekend. Because as great as this past weekend was against the Iona, that was more about Iona being that bad at baseball more so than it was about Tennessee just being that dominant. Like any team in the SEC, any Power 5 team, quite frankly, and most Division One teams should do to Iona what Tennessee did this past weekend. So we'll, we'll truly learn about a lot about Tennessee this weekend. So you got bat, men's basketball, you got baseball going on, going on, Lady Vols in the SEC tournament Friday night, and then football. We've got a little football action this weekend. Not necessarily games being played, but – a massive recruiting weekend for Tennessee. We've, we've talked about Nico and his family being here the last couple of weeks. It's more than just Nico. Tennessee will have a ton, a ton of top prospects in town this weekend. So it's going to be a fun weekend and encourage everybody to uh, check out VolQuest.com as the week goes on and into the weekend. We'll have coverage uh, of everything, we'll, we'll be the only outlet with somebody in Houston covering baseball, somebody at TBA covering the basketball game, you know and that? people covering. How you know? Because I know. How you know you're gonna be the only outlet? As far as I know, I'm gonna be the only one there. When you're in Houston, are you gonna get a grill? No, that's I'm, the capital of grills. That. Really? Oh yeah, that's where man. Paul Wall is. Or Paul Wall, is. Paul Wall, baby. Why do you live in Houston? He's from Houston. Uh, when I while I am in Houston, though, I'm gonna go see the Grizzlies play. I was. Uh, that's one of the things that I do because I'm a nut. When I, whenever I go to a city, I always check and see, like, what sporting event is going on. That's my and nut. so uh, when 
a sports fan. When I realized that I was going to Houston, I was like, you know what? I'll see if the Rockets are in town that weekend. And what do you know? The Grizzlies are going to be in town that weekend. The Grizzlies are in Houston on Sunday. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to go watch Ja dunk on Jalen Green's head like he like he did to the Bulls, your Chicago Bulls over the weekend. I mean, MJ 2.0 took place in the house that MJ built mm-hmm. on Saturday night. I mean, 46 on the Bulls' forehead. I mean, what, what are you doing, Chicago? Zach Levine this. DeMar DeRozan that. MVP DeMar DeRozan. MVP chance going on for Mr. DeRozan while he's shooting free throws. And here comes John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. G12 himself pushing the Grizzlies, pushing P all the way to the NBA Finals where John's going to drop a 50-piece on Giannis's head in the Finals. MVP season, NBA Finals champion, NBA Finals MVP. Just a, a nice little preview you done? of what's to come. Are you finished or are you of, done? Of what MJ 2.0 did in MJ's house on Saturday. So it'll, it'll be a fun weekend of uh, Tennessee athletics. And, I ain't falling and, for it. And really, really excited for this weekend. I ain't falling for it. Good win by the Grizzlies. I'm a... John Morant fan, I'm not falling for it, Ben. Good job. Good job. How can we watch the baseball game in Texas? That is going to be interesting. Uh, I, give me a minute to pull up the email. Who's on the phone? I don't know. They, they weren't answering, so I hung up on them. But they're calling back, so I'm going to figure it out. Let's get them on the phone. 865-255-03. Y'all see Jamal Lewis dabbing up Nico over the weekend at the camp? Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw Jamal Lewis giving his offer to Tennessee. Any receiver coach news? No news. No news. No news, man. I got my I got my eyes on David Johnson, though. That's that's you know, trooper can't happen. David Johnson will be my second choice. So I got my eyes on David Johnson. I think it'd be a perfect. Uh, scenario for our receivers to get developed. David Johnson is one of the best uh, in the business. Uh, I like what he was able to do at Memphis recruiting, and um, I like Mr. David Johnson. I really do. So hopefully he understands that Florida State is a sinking ship, and he has another year maybe before that staff gets fired. Go ahead and come on over. Knoxville. I uh, had a couple people ask about how to watch baseball this weekend. And the email that I received under how to watch and stream, it says, as one of the most accessible college baseball tournaments in the country, all nine games of the tournament will be televised regionally and streamed nationally on Hello. Astros.com. Astros. The Astros Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube account, and the MLB app. So it seems like there's a, a lot of different ways to watch. Astros.com, and then all of the Astros social media accounts except for Instagram. So Astros Twitter, Astros Facebook, and Astros YouTube account. You can watch them there. Or if you have the MLB app and don't want to support the Astros like me and those cheaters, those bums, you you can watch on the MLB app. So uh, a lot of ways, which is good because Arkansas was playing in uh, the Round Rock Classic this weekend. And Tennessee played in the Round Rock Classic the year that COVID canceled the season. And they they set theirs up to where people have to watch through this thing called Flow Sports 
and it is absolutely terrible. All I, all I, college baseball fans, why? Because like, you have to go watch the game on Astros. But it's just for this particular tournament. Yeah, but still, just like, like a one weekend type of thing. You got. Be two of the best than, programs in the country facing off. Uh, I know, but that's part of the Astros hosting and then everybody seeing their propaganda and all this and all that, seeing their advertising. But you can go through MLB.com app and, and avoid the Astros, which is what I would recommend oh, people definitely. doing. But the uh, it's t- a thousand times better, hopefully, uh, assuming that it does not crash. It's a thousand times better than Arkansas fans not being able to watch half their games this weekend because the Flow Sports app, or the Flow Sports stream kept crashing, and it is absolutely terrible. It happens every year. Yet they, the the Round Rock Classic continues to put it on there. The, Ar- the stream sucks. Did Arkansas win all their games this weekend? No, they lost one. They lost to number two Stanford. Cool. Let's get to C Mac before we get out of here. C Mac, good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. How y'all doing? Wonderful, my friend. How are you? Hey, another day, another opportunity to be great. So the options for this upcoming weekend in the baseball viewing is we either support known cheaters or we support the institution that is prohibiting us from having the regular start of Major League Baseball. Hell of an option there. Well, technically, C-Mac, I I know uh, you are a glass-half-empty person, but if you want to be glass-half-full for a moment, technically, if – MLB can work out a miracle with the players and come to an agreement today, the regular season would start on time. Today is the final day of the starting the season on time deadline that Rob Manfred gave. All right. I'll see I'll see your glass half full and put five on it. What you got? <laughs> well, I don't have any confidence in the major league baseball, so I'll go glass half empty. Okay, cool. Um before I get carried away, before we run out of too much time, I do want to say, hey, uh, David, uh, thoughts and prayers, brother. Are we with you, man? Uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, outside of that, man, I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Y'all keep doing y'all, man. Steven. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. I had a great weekend. Great, great sports weekend. It was unfortunate to see Lady Vols lose, but I mean, Saturday's environment was was unreal, and the um, kids had a good time. They was dancing at the Lady Ball game. They put up on the on the big screen while they was dancing. Did your head fit on the screen? Um, it's a big screen, so yeah, yeah. I was I was I was next to them. It's a big screen, but that's a big head they got to fit in there. That's true. That is true. A lot of people are talking about testosterone, but do your homework and make sure that you go to a provider uh, that you can trust. And I recommend Low T Center. I have recommended Low T Center for years. There are many reasons why. They specialize in men's wellness. They check all of your levels, not just your testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms that you are having and whether or not you are a candidate for Low T or something else like Low Thyroid or even Sleep. Their annual health assessment is typically covered by most health insurance and is very thorough, checking everything from your PSA levels uh, all the way to your thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Go to LowTCenter.com. LowT also has affordable and convenient options for treating 
testosterone, low testosterone, including monitored self-inject treatment that is shipped directly to your home. Go to lowtcenter.com for more details. Can I get my for what real quick? Please. Uh, we didn't get to the for what theme, but th- this cannot wait until tomorrow. So three Missouri women's basketball players did not make the trip yesterday to Florida to play in the Missouri-Florida women's basketball game. And they did not because all three were cited for marijuana possession on campus last Monday. Say what? Wait, huh? Huh? These three players for Missouri women's basketball team, they didn't go to Florida because they were cited for marijuana possession on campus last Monday. No, hold off on the, on the hot key because it gets better. And, and look, I'm, that's not the for what. I, that's stupid, but not the end of the world. Whatever. It, it happens. College kids, whatever. But here's where the for what comes into place. The players were cited on the top level of the Virginia Avenue parking garage on Missouri's campus. Swain, uh, guess what is located on the first level of the Virginia Avenue parking garage? Police station? The police department headquarters on campus. (laughs) They were smoking weed on top of the parking garage where the police department headquarters is located. Stay off the weed. Like, really? This is a classic example of being stupid while being stupid. Number one, you're an athlete. Like, you're going to be tested for it. Maybe in basketball you kind of know the schedule when you can, but I don't understand in season why would you – why would you – why would you do that? I don't get that. Number two – you're smoking it outside of you're smoking it outside of your dorm in your apartment. Like if you're gonna be stupid, be stupid at home. So not only were you stupid outside of your home, but you decided to be stupid right next to the police department, right next to headquarters. How stupid can you be? Very, apparently. My goodness. I would, if I was the coach of Missouri women's basketball, they would not play again the rest of the season just for being stupid while being stupid. Correct. I agree. I agree. They deserve that. My goodness, man. Missouri still won, I believe. Every, every, every more reason, excuse me, every more reason to, to not play them. Mm-hmm. You won without them. Smoking weed on top of the Oh, six. That tells you all you need to know about Como. <laughs> Nothing to do. So you decide to leave your place to go smoke weed closer to the police. You're the, you're the furthest away from the police when you're in your place. But you decide to get closer to the police. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just crazy. That is certainly A for what. Surprised they didn't go sit on the rocks and do it. I know, right? DR Vol says, I'll li- just listen to John Wilkerson, which is a smart idea. John's the best. Nice to do that. Got a chance to meet him for the first time this year. And uh, I was told by Ben how great of a dude he is. And Ben did not disappoint like he disappoints in everything else. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> oh, man. You former Vol. 
uh, OG, Triple OG says on SEC Now, Patrick Young has Akai as the number one pick for glue guy in the SEC. Four years, do you see him leaving? Four years, what do you see him leaving as his legacy here? He'll be a, Daddy. He'll be a favorite. He'll be a favorite like Jawan Jennings. That'll be his legacy. Hmm, sounds like something somebody said back in December. Yep, somebody said it. I don't know who it was, but hmm. probably, probably, probably a fan. Being emotional. I guess so. AJ says, so former boss Stephen Pearl allowed his players dance on the logo he played for. Hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But, you know, two or three people was, was really mean to the Pearl family. So let's tweet about it and get those retweets and likes and make it seem like the entire fan base was mean. Oh, boy. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Same time tomorrow. Big recruiting weekend. Big basketball weekend. And we'll be here to talk about it all week long. Swain event fueled by Dead and Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out. Have a great day.